This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on my podcast with Rocky Mayur and Abhinandan. We're back. We're hungry. And we are on Highway on my podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur. Joining Yee-ha! them is a <laughs> Headed to one of the smaller states. Headed to one of the smaller states, but it packs a punch. We have joining us Prashant Sareen. Hi. Producer, director extraordinaire who has been at the driver's seat in many a drives across the country, across shows. And my name is Abhinandan Sekri. We are taking you on a drive to the lovely state of Himachal Pradesh today. Before we get anywhere, just have one quick question to all three of you. Give me one word answer. Mayur, are you a beach guy or a mountains guy? Considering you live in Goa, I think I know the answer to that one. No, that isn't actually. I'm a mountain guy. Hardcore mountain guy. I spend okay. time trekking every year in the mountains. But the rest of the family is beach people. So I got outvoted three is to one. <laughs> okay. Life is a beach. That's why Mayur has to live there. I, however, soar like the eagle. So I'm a mountain man. Okay. Prashant? I'm definitely a mountain man, man. Definitely. Oh. I mean, okay. much much to the dismay of my daughter, who has never had a beach holiday. <laughs> thanks to thanks to all our driving <laughs> holidays into the mountains. Even I, I can't get the beach. Matlab. Kachche mein reet, daadi mein namak, And you're sweating all the time. I mean, what's the... Ah, what's so, the mountains it is. So, guys, Himachal is another episode which we will not be able to pack everything into one episode. So, apologize right at the outset. Lots will have to be left out because we have combed this state from end to end. So, let's start with the capital city of Shimla where when we went to very large looking men dressed in the colorful finery of... Himachal outfits, which is a very touristy thing to do at the mall. But when they did it, they scared away a few tourists. What was that like with that Himachali pagdi? And I think Prish- uh, uh, Rocky started with a bhangra there, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to get to the mood of things. When you're in the mall in Shimla, it's a beautiful sunny day. The cool breeze is blowing. Thousands of people are milling around with nothing to do. Those are the, those are the good days. So you take your opportunity. Yeah? We dressed up. That's the only thing we could do at the mall. There was nothing else to do. Either you could throw peanuts at the monkeys and have them bite you, which is one other favorite thing to do in Simla. Or you could dress up in this weird outfits with these pagris and get your photo taken. So we did that. And once we were sort of hidden, our identities were saved by the costumes. Then I was like, why not dance here? So I started doing the bhagra. And the great part is in Himachal, Punjab, these sort of happy places. People join you when you do something like dancing and all. So we had quite a gang dancing. Ah, happy times. Yeah. Happy on the ball. I mean, Himachal has a huge connection to Punjab anyways. Large parts of yeah. Himachal, they, they yeah. speak Punjab. A lot, of, uh, a lot of things happened in Himachal because of just one, uh, I don't know, was he ruler or king? Bhupinder uh, Singh of Patiala, he, did, he got up to all sorts of mischief. We'll talk about that. And because of that, many things happened. Yes, and we visited yeah. many of those areas. Correct. And uh, driving in the mountains is fun, huh, Prashant? Although it's Absolutely, yeah. Lucky. And Himachal has some beautiful roads, yeah. Himachal and even Uttarakhand for that matter. I mean, our mountains are really beautiful and the roads are really nice. In, in Himachal, especially the roads are very, very nice. Very scenic. Shimla has Candle Point. We had a pastry competition. All these hills, because of the Pani and Hava, have amazing confectionaries. And I remember, I think, I had so much of dessert there in that one restaurant after we had this run-up of pastries and then gulab jamuns. So do take us for that food walk on the mall. And we did it so many times. Diabetes was like inevitable for you. I don't know why none of us saw it. it you were <laughs> hell-bent on getting it. 
but but listen going into simla the, my two favorite signs one is welcome to simla and it's simla or shimla you can call it anyway so don't uh, get your underwear and a twist over it both is okay and the other favorite sign was the one that said welcome to scandal point here the erstwhile maharaja of patiala took panga with the viceroy's daughter <laughs> and this is a government sign <laughs> so the so the maharaja took panga with the viceroy's daughter and that is all we will say about it and that is the scandal point so you just go and stand there and look around at other people looking around at you because that's where the scandal was created so and in fact i remember the exact joke rocky cracked on that he says may you are you aware that simla is full of bengali sinners and we said no says there is a viceroy here uncle ne joke mara but in fact when we were shooting there there was some police recruitment happening so there were like a 100 cops gathered you remember yeah. that should be went there early in the morning one day but then also i had a joke saying that if the cops catch bengalis they beat them up for no reason because they're like what are your names they say chatterjee and bairajee they say chor hote ho upar se ji ji karte ho chatter not banner bolo <laughs> so you know, you, you need you need cops out there i mean everybody is very happily breaking the breaking the law and i'm talking about one very specific thing do you remember we noticed that on the mall in shimla there is no there are no cars no scooters nothing allowed mm. but of course there's lots of shops and you want to go for your retail therapy but what you're allowed to do is they rent out prams for you to yeah. be able to push your children in so if you remember many many times we saw people like they load their shopping they rented a pram there is no baby and then they using the prams to transport that and then there were people who were even more enterprising and there was if you remember there was an ambulance there was ferrying people up and down the mall aja was there like, i don't remember that yes like <laughs> Speaking of prams, there is a mail from a gentleman called Amitabh Trehan, and he's named us Pram. Prashant, Rocky, Abhinandan, Mayur. Ah, nice one. Wow. Pram, जब निकलेगी. छोटे-छोटे बच्चे. हाँ, we could we could have been called Ramp also. That would have given us a boost and sent us upwards. That's true. We could and we look like models and we belong on the Ramp. Ah. But there was this one place which Rocky, you gave it a very high rating, and I was very surprised. Very small, nondescript place which was doing, I think, pizzas and pastas, and we went upstairs. Remember? It was called Wake and Bake. Yes, and it was the only place open because these mountains. You think that everyone wake up early morning for the crisp, fresh air, and we like Anthu cutlets decided to wake up early and went, and there was no place open. And then finally, we had to wait till Wake and Bake opened. And uh, you guys really enjoyed the meal there, man. It had it had uh, Rocky's favorite uh, bacon and stuff also, na. So it had bacon. It had some other fancy sounding things that I couldn't pronounce. Uh, and then there's this the, the Sherry Punjab over there, which is very old and very famous. Prashant, you remember that? What do you think? Yeah, of I remember that. It's a I mean a typical Chola Bhatura type of place, right? If I remember that correctly. Uh, and uh, and they had samosas. They had Chola Bhatura. They had the typical, you know. North Indian fast food kind of. But they had tandoori chicken and chicken curry. Yeah. I remember we we had our Punjabi fix over there after Good lots place. of pastries and cutlets. And they had some seats which you know sort of overlooked the valley. I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Got a good table. So um, at the back of the place overlooking the valley. So yeah, nice place. Oh, Shere Shere Punjab was very good because when we were kids, we used to go to Shimla because I have a lot of relatives in Punjab. So we used to invariably end up in Chandigarh, and there it used to be decided in the middle of the summer. Surprisingly, we would have been very scared if you had a lot of relatives in Tamil Nadu. <laughs> I have some in Tamil Nadu also. I have, oh, I have at least one relative in Tamil Nadu. <laughs> no, not any living ones. I have a dead one there. That's a different story. Okay. Uh, so we 
we used to go down to Simla a lot and Shere Punjab used to be like the place to go to to hang out. So I remember that food. I mean, it is now, it can only be categorized as Punjabi food with a whole bunch of garam masala and spices thrown in to make <laughs> it exciting with extra oil. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the secret to making Punjabis happy anywhere. So it's yeah. the perfect Shere Punjab. Yeah, but I want to talk about Wake and Bake here. Yeah. There was a really sincere young man who used to do everything himself. I used to cook himself. He, you know, he'd learned how to make pizzas and sandwiches and, and, uh, and uh, you know, a little bit of Israeli food, some pancakes, just fun stuff. And he'd got a very nice place on the second floor and he was doing all that. And right opposite the police station, the administrative yes. headquarters. Exactly. So it was a lot of fun to sit there and just see all these cops there. And I remember thinking that I was Dawn and police very talash kar rahi thi, but yes. they would never take me alive. <laughs> and I remember one very scary picture. I mean, it was a photograph. It was like one of those murtis like embedded into the wall where there is a cop like helping a child, I think. And that's what they're trying to show. But it is so badly made. It looks like the cop is assaulting the child. Yeah. I was like, dude, who, which police, which government department commissioned this statue and then accepted it saying, very good. This is what the, we're trying to communicate. <laughs> yeah, and, Rocky is talking about a very sincere guy who did all this hard work. One part of me also wants to know is what was he thinking when he started a cafe called Wake and Bake? Do you think he knows where that phrase comes from? No. Of course he did. Even you guys don't know. No, no then let, let's leave it. It's a family. This is a family podcast. Families, please don't wake your children up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Let them get some sleep and some rest. Don't wake them so early. Otherwise, they'll become the wake and bake type of people. <laughs> I have an idea of where Mayur will go with this. But anyway, we shall move on to Sitaram. It's, it's, it's accepted terminology all over the world. By then, we are not of this world. Look at Rocky. He look, look at him right now. He's looking like a cat that not just licked the cream, but went to town on three buckets of it. <laughs> That's because uh, I, was, I was making cake and pastries today, so I baked. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. So, what is Sitaram and Sons? Uh, Mayur, you have listed this. You don't remember Sitaram and Sons? He was like, I think, third or fourth uh, generation. And again, that's a, a definitely a place that Rocky ate in his childhood. He was the on the upper mall. It was that really small shop that was doing only five items, four of which had the word chana in them. So he did luchi, uh, luchi chana, bhatura chana, kulcha chana. chana, kulcha chana, and then he had one type of uh, one other type of puri. And this was the place where right next to it, we 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 did this uh, we did this little chat because right behind us it was a dance hall. Yes, there was a, a dance shop, competition. a gun shop, a dance hall, a laundry, and then a roller skating rink. And we Correct. made all those jokes about yes, we would go in and buy a gun, shoot somebody, and come and give your clothes for washing, and then dance, and then dance. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a shop called Modern Antiques, which I have no idea what it means. <laughs> But uh, but you guys don't know this because you're all young. In my day, in the 70s and 80s, when you would go to Simla, the only place to be seen at was the skating rink. And mm -hmm. the skating rink was where every all the cool people would end up, land up. It used to be a ballroom earlier, but then it was converted to a skating rink. And we used to go there and skate pointlessly in circles. I think that is a large reason why you know people like me are the way we are. Because we just went around in circles completely pointlessly for many holidays. <laughs> so <laughs> once we did like that for a long time, we would come down and we would be starving and the only thing we had money for was the Sitaram guy down below. He used to live. I mean, his shop used to be a little bit of a walk from the skating rink. But he still had the greatest uh, Lucha, uh, Luchi and Chole 
and that he still carries that on. I don't know why it's called Luchi though, because that's obviously that's a Bengali a term. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we asked him. Those? We asked him. You remember? We, he's like, "Pata nahi, aap to puri yeah. bolte hain." Rocky said, "Yahan pe Luchi nahi." Oh, one of us said, "Luchi nahi, to lafangi bolte hain." Luchi, tu apne you mind your own business, Luchi. But I, <laughs> this entire you know area, Simla, Solan, Chail, Kufri, Kasoli. This was used to be the favorite. Trip the favorite trekking route even during our childhood, and one has walked this way very often. And how dramatically it has changed since we were kids. Very few places I think have changed that dramatically. Just remind me, there was this really old haunted-looking house. Was that in Simla in Masuri? We clicked a picture. I have a picture of that. I'm getting confused. I'll send it to you guys. I I don't know. There there's a that haunted tunnel there, but that was Simla, right? Yeah, that's in Simla, and that is a house right on top of the hill, which used to be, which is the administrative services block sort of now. I think earlier it used to be either the Viceroy's summer residence or the Viceroy's administrative building or something. But it's a beautiful old building with magnificent lawns, and we've been there. Mayur and I have been there and shot there also, and it's a great place. And supposedly it's haunted. It looks it, man. We couldn't Isn't see that any ghosts Indian when we Institute there. of Advanced Studies. It's a very stately building. Yes, that's the one. Indian Institute of Advanced Studies. That's the one. That's the one. Hmm. It's a research. Yeah, and center. even if it isn't haunted, it should be. It should be <laughs> because it looks it absolutely. But you boys want to hang around in Shimla? Prashant, yeah. you want to roll out of here and take us to Sanjali and Janegad and and we Jai can we can roll yeah, up think... to Kofri or down to Kasoli. I mean, Before we go, Mumita Karlo, you are forgetting one beautiful place we went to. I don't know if we shot or no. I think we shot. It was called Meru's. It's been open since 1902. It's an old style bakery. We had the dud jalebi there. Yes. And we had we had saffron flavored milk there. Did uh, you shoot? I remember. There. I remember stuffing my face there. I don't know if we shot this dud jalebi. I remember that. Yeah. Oh Some yeah, it was it was like on the other end of the market, right? On the one end, you have this lift wala building or whatever it is called, like to go up to the mall road. Correct. And then on the other end, you know, and there's a oh that reminds me in Simla is one place where they have the most beautiful post boxes. I mean, not that anyone cares about post boxes, but they have those British Raj post boxes even now. Like you know, what are they called? Post boxes only, right? Post boxes only. Yeah, it's a beautiful one. I think I have a really nice picture of that. And it's it's like literally from that era. It's they haven't changed it. Yeah, and it was sure. just outside this place that you're talking about this bakery. See, that's why we need Prashant. Wait, हमारे सामने पड़ी है दूध जलेबी और देसी घी की मिठाइयाँ and Prashant ji is looking at beautiful letter boxes from the English era. <laughs> no, it's really, it's really, really beautiful. Very, very beautiful. And the only other place I've seen something like that is in Sri Lanka when we were visiting there. Yeah, it's like that. Shimla, Shimla also incidentally is where Rocky and I. They have that old theatre there, and they were doing auditions. Do you remember? Was was that on one of our trips? Rocky, yeah. remember we went and we pretended to do the audition, then we jumped up and down just outside, and the whole building started shaking. So we decided not to go and. Oh, that was no, 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 that was in Masuri. <laughs> that was in Masuri. Where well, that, I, I remember dance, that, but where where the dance uh, who, who that choreographer that fat lady, what's her name? Farah Khan. Uh, no, no, not Farah Khan. The other one, the older one. Saroj Khan. Saroj, Saroj Khan. Saroj Khan was doing an audition there, and you guys landed up there. And you land up and just and when you jump, the floor was shaking. That was Masuri. Correct? That was Masuri. Yeah. Back to Simla then. So yeah, we can head to Solon. In fact, the Solon, Simla, Chail, Kufri, our favorite treks as schoolboys. Also, it was the easiest one to go to, and then you just camp out and play court piece for five days and drink beer. Drink beer. And drink beer. Right. Not that I did. Solon number one. <laughs> Solon number. That's a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Solon is a tiny little place. I'm not sure there was much we ate over there, but it was a headquarter to head to some very exciting areas around. Mayur, please tell us where all did we go? There's one memorable photograph of Prashant in a little cap, making sure his hair doesn't fall into a strawberry jam factory we were visiting. Ah yes, that was the turnoff we took from Barog. First we went to Barog and we stopped at Barog and then we had to like be sure that we had the camera set up because the toy train comes in there on its on its way up somewhere. And it only stopped in it. So we were like, we have to have everything set up and all because as soon as it comes, we have to eat. And they had those beautiful potato and uh, pea cutlets, I think. That's what they're famous for. Railway cutlets, they, they're called. Yeah, railway cutlets. And then they do a little uh, packed lunch for people that want to get off. Is the station still there? It was beautiful, man. It was like, it is. it's stunningly beautiful. It is still there. It is indeed stunningly beautiful. I, it, it's so beautiful because the train sort of emerges out of that tunnel, a long tunnel whistling. It comes out and it comes out at the station. And the station's a little curved platform it has, right? So the mm. train comes and it stands along this curved platform. And on one side, you know, where the waiting room is, it's covered with all these bougainvilliers and all this. It's very, very beautiful. And it's very quiet because it's only the train and the people. So there are like literally 10 people hanging around on that. There platform. was no one when we were there, man. It was beautiful. Virtually, virtually no one. And, and there's this place which is, you know, the, the what, do you, what would you call it? Like a canteen. joint. It's a, a canteen. canteen sort of thing on the platform. Mm-hmm. And serving you a makhanwale sandwich and railway cutlet. Kitne khai rogi? With yeah, but it's still sauce. really tasty. Yeah. The taste of those Yum. things has been unchanged for like 50 years. So even the bread pakoras they served, and especially those packed meals. I mean, the dal, sabzi and all that taste is unique to the railways. Yeah. And that's how it used to be. Like, you know, in the old days when you would take a train journey in the 70s, 80s, the taste is unchanged from there on. And that's one of the few places where it's unchanged. So it was so nice eating those meals. I think I had about 10 of them in like 5 minutes. They were, they were looking quite worried because they were like, Baki passenger ko bhi khane do thode se. <laughs> I was really thrilled with that because the train was working because we'd had a heart broken when we had gone to, okay, remind me, was it Darjeeling? Darjeeling, the train wasn't working then. It yeah. wasn't working. So we went to the bloody station where all of them were parked and we bloody did a shot over there. But it wasn't moving here. It was actually moving. So it was lovely to see, man. Yeah. And we had parked our vehicle, uh, you know, on the road high above and we had come down this very precarious kind of a path down to the railway station just for the shot that we wanted. Yeah, that's that's the shortcut. All the local yeah. villagers take that shortcut to just walk down from the main road because going via road is a long distance here. And you know, people forget this about Simla and, and Barog and all these areas that this was the British summer capital of India. So the British used to make their homes there and so where the mall is, Around the mall and above it is all like old British India where you have these amazing antiquated buildings and little corners and beautiful little pieces of history scattered all over the place. And below and all is the new area around the mall and below and, you know, sides of the mall. Uh, That's where the new hotels and restaurants and all have come up where all the tourists stay. So Simla has just still got its old charm in that area. And and Barog, of course, is, is so beautiful and charming, especially in, you know, the foggy, misty, rainy season. Uh, it stays open and it's just magnificent to see how lovely that train looks coming out of the fog into the Bogan Villas. Yeah, it's like a magic journey. Somebody should put that on a film. Prashant, when you make a movie, put that scene in it. Yeah. And, and the way Rocky's been describing it, we'll do it two ways. One, out through the mist comes yeah. the train out of the tunnel and the other side, Rocky running in slow motion towards it with arms spread wide open and 20 <laughs> railway cutlets in each arm. Tunnel is a cheek. Ah! It's another you know train whistle. <laughs> it will be a short story. Yeah. But, uh, moving from Barok to the Bhoira, I just remember it was really beautiful and they had these 
factories where they made bhuera jams and these women were like squishing cherries and squishing strawberries what was the motto i forget mayur made by smiling mountain women none of whom were smiling when we were there i have no idea but Just they were all back. women and, and i mean you have to be very serious if you can see rocky and me in little hair nets and still not crack a smile but they didn't very serious very serious no, they were wonderful and you know they all looked a lot like each other and i think they were all related and they were also the most hirsute ladies i've ever seen in india anywhere because they all had mustaches and these fine beards and they were like really happy mountain women because i mean it was like it was incredible they all looked the same and you know i was like wow man these are like really happy mountain women i mean i would love it if i had that fine beardy mustachey sort of face it was very delicately done <laughs> but i i will say each time we went to these bhuera type places prashant would always come back and say yaar nikku na production house wagera band karte hain let's pick up a small plot and we'll just make jam elaichi find it and dude we actually got to a stage where i went to near sirifort there is the ministry gives uh, special loans if you want to start an agricultural this thing there we actually reached the stage that theek hai band bun karke wahan jaake farming karenge <laughs> luckily i came back with the form and we didn't fill it but <laughs> you guys should have done it because now in this the the coming decade and beyond farming and people who can till the land and do all these products is going to be very very important in an area of like great growth kyun prashant band kare small screen news laundry jam bana i i was ready 15 years back but we ah, wouldn't have then made <laughs> done i be on my plate if we had done it at that time but now we can do it i guess <laughs> it's still a dream and the rajgarh village where this bhuira jam uh, factory is is such a beautiful place yeah Tiny it really is village, quiet away from the main road and you know, fresh air food growing all over the place and and i mean that's 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 what life should be like yeah sweet you rocky aapki tippanis par ha bilkul If you guys want more uh, information about these things, you can speak to our friend Vivek Mushran, the actor. Uh, his mother owns that Bhuira Jams, yes. and you know she's been up there revolutionizing the whole place and making these jams and making an industry out of it and benefiting all the farmers and all over there. So he'll have some interesting tips to give you guys. You can take that, or you can just come with me to my mountain home, which which will be built in the next seven or eight years. So the offer is out there. And for everybody who's celebrating out there because news laundry and small screen is going to shut down, you know you have us to thank because it happened here first. <laughs> But until we do that, we still have to hit the road once again. This time as Pram, as Mr. Trehan has said. So do write into us, and and you can you know be a part of the newsletter. We'll send out newsletters which will have the visual you know context of all that we're talking about, all the. Episodes we've already done, all the states we've traveled to, all the places we visited all across this country. Write in with your experiences and your food stories at home two zero two zero at gmail dot com. The idea of this podcast is not just to get the highway to you when you can't hit the highway in times of lockdown, but to use this time to build a community of people who really value travel, fun, food, and just meeting people. And once all this is done, we will get back on the road. We will put Rocky Mule right again. and we shall go across the country and many of you have written recommendations of places we should visit we will go rediscover those and we'll ride again before another pandemic hits us we should make the most of it and along the way maybe you can meet many of you so do remain part of this community let's get it going and let's see where it goes so gentlemen what else did we do with our headquarters at solon i i will say in solon i went to hotel mayur and i remember i wasted your guys time because because i went and get got photographs clicked because when i was in school we had gone to solon for a mid term and we had played video games and we had stayed in this hotel mayur and it was still there 
and I went and got pictures clicked and I saw those bathrooms and I saw that room. I said, how did eight guys pile into this room and eight of us use this one dirty bathroom? Our standards have really kind of shifted, huh? Well, we'll talk about our standards when we talk about Marbleation and Oh my and Asha, God. Oh dear God. We'll talk about <laughs> it then. Achai, ye batao, was that the meat pickles? Was it somewhere around there? That Shakti pickles place? Where, yeah, where, yeah, like yeah. there was a whole row of, yeah, yeah. of the same family yeah. name and they were doing pickles. That meat. was Bhaddi. Bhaddi, na? What's it called? Bhaddi, Bhaddi. It's Bhaddi. called Delhi. Bhaddi. It's called Delhi and it's on the way from Chandigarh to Simla. And it's right. just as you start driving up, Delhi is on the way. And uh, there used to be one shop selling pickles and all that stuff. And now, of course, all the brothers, cousins, everybody's opened their own shops. There's about 20 shops that specialize in meat pickles. And it's very nice. Most of them are all very good and you can stop and buy your pickles there. But uh, listen, I, you know, I heard that the Americans are funding for a small town right next to Solon. It's going to be called Dolan. Dolan. Named <laughs> after their president. <laughs> But listen, each time we went up there, we always bought pickles from that place. But the last time we were coming back, I think they're expanding the road and some of those shops were shut, right? I wonder if they're still around. Yeah, they're, they're expanding the road. They made it into a four-lane four highway now. Because the last time we went... Some of the work is still going on. But it's it's just, just after this turn, if you're coming up from Chandigarh, driving up from Chandigarh, just, just after this turn for uh, Kasoli on the left is this place, a cluster of shops and all, right? And this sell all these fruit wines, which are absolutely, I mean, you should never spend your hard-earned money on that fruit wine because it's nothing but just vinegar. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, just sour and bad tasting stuff. But everyone is selling that fruit wine there, plum fruit wine. It all sounds very nice, but it's, it isn't to taste. Apple and plum and pear and all of these. Uh, just a sense of wonder because I think what, what, what you said, you will find that many times when we went back on roots and stuff, the road was widened, uh, the mm. the dhabas were gone, uh, NHA, some places they made an expressway, so now they've completely bypassed the whole highway. And it's an interesting question, no? Economic, one one thing is like you want to get people from point A to point B really fast. But then along the way, we're also, we're also losing a lot of these small businesses, we're losing the character, we're losing a lot of the reasons why people enjoy travel. Sure, the experience I, I don't know which one is better or not. Do you want to get there faster or do you want the scenic route? No, I completely agree with you. In fact, nothing was starker in this than when we went to Gujarat. We'll come to that. The first time I went to Gujarat, we went from Baroda to Ahmedabad, then to Anand. There were highways. The last time we went there, there was this expressway. We were there in two hours and there's not a single dhaba on the way because it's just this expressway. So, tell us about Sanjali and Janeth Ghat. I remember Janeth Ghat very well. That amazing dhaba. You guys gave it one of the highest rankings we've ever given anyone. But what was Sanjali first, Mayo? The Sanjali, it's, I think Sanjali is where, where this place is. Uh, the Gyanida dhaba by the side of the road. And I mean, an institution. Again, it's like all the people that took their kids up to like Sanar and, and all the other schools there. Everybody would stop there on the way up from Chandigarh. I don't know if the food was, I don't remember the food is really good. Again, it was dal and paneer and you guys had some meat stuff. But what was really nice was talking to that old gentleman and, and, and the yeah. wife was there and the son. His and son. Uh, just from a, you know, people from a bygone era. Yeah, they were great people. So, they had lemon chicken. That was a speciality. Remember rocks? I liked it. Yeah, Gyanida Dhaba was, has always been a success because of the same reason why your family is a success. Because when you need somebody, they're always there. And they will give you a nice hot meal with basic dal, chawal, garam garam, roti, piyaz, and you know what you'll get. So that in itself is a huge advantage because in the mountains, most things are very unreliable. And that road that you speak of, you know, over the last three, four years, I've been going to Machal every year for my birds. 
and that road after the rains is a disaster and it's mm-hmm. washed out during the months of november december january february and by march or so they start finishing the repairs on it and it is never in one piece so completely disastrous highway i don't know who's in charge of it but uh, you know if we were in the british times they would have either committed suicide by now and become a ghost on one of the tunnels or they would have uh, you know been chased back to england or ireland or wherever they would have come from because that is the biggest disaster i am concerned and it's fact, been made about 30 times in the last 20 years in fact the last time we went there the half of gyanni dhaba was dist- had been broken down in expansion so there was a kacha malba you had to climb over to get into what was left of his dhaba yeah i wonder if it's still around though so it's still yeah. around what you're saying right yeah It's still around, but there's a better one right across the road now. The food is better. There's a Colonel's Dhaba across the road. Rocky's Clansman. It's called Shane Punjab or Shane Himachal, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. Hund- Colonel Hundal. Oh yes, yes. yes. We met him. We ha- we hung out with him. We spoke to him. That's right. I remember. Yeah, yeah. and he has the ultimate uh, accolade that when we went to Sanar and we were talking to the kids and we said, "Listen, kids, you want some food?" And they were like, "Yeah," and we were like, "Okay, should we get you something from Gyanita Dhaba?" And they were like, "No, butter chicken from Shane Himachal." so you know that was uh, that's a good reward that's a good uh, medal to have endorsement yes true, but true, true. just so you know gyanida daba has rocky muir's photograph on his counter oh well done yeah he 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 the first time we went he showed us all the ones we had we took dharmendra and and uh, his eldest son what she called sunny deol and and a lot of the a lot of the people who are now famous or were famous then but who studied in school and also they were there and then the second time third time we went he was like i put your photo also because rocky went and asked him is hamari photo ka insert photo ko maan laga rakhi hai so he said acha is baar hum bill de denge but that i i stand directly that was that was not sanjoli uh, sanjoli was puppy da dhaba where there was this old gentleman and he started a dhaba and then he got the calling of god he went away he gave it to his two younger brothers who did what many families who immediately started doing katti katti fighting fighting and then they had side by side they had the dhaba and rocky went to one and spoke to i think kiran aunty or anju aunty her name was with us but oh yeah 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 i remember this place correct then we did both yes 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 that was fun that was a fun and scene. the place was famous you guys have forgotten because after school after i finished school i went into college and when i went into college we used to walk out of simla and go and hang outside the saint beads college where all the girls used to study and they would come out in the evening to eat something at puppy the dhaba and there would be puppy and rocky hanging out waiting to meet the girls and of course they would only talk to puppy because he gave them keema parathas which was the coolest thing over there and kaju ki cold coffee which mm. i never had the money for so that's what i ate when i was there the kaju cold coffee and the keema parathas are the things to have if you're ever in puppy da dava and of course if you're young and single and looking for a erstwhile wife from the state of punjab or himachal then it might be a good idea to you know make cow like eyes at all the girls who come down and if they so sort of choose to like you or talk to you you may have a chance you could also get beaten up because a lot of them are not shy about expressing their views so they'll beat you up like no other state can beat you <laughs> so young men don't take rocky's advice very seriously i can tell you from experience so just remember been... <laughs> you've been beaten up outside saint beats huh? <laughs> it is in jest but let's move on to sharma vaishnav dhaba rajma kadi pakoda this was one of my favorite meals because when you're on the road that long you crave for something that does not have that see no matter how good the food in many of these places it still has that restaurant or dhaba feel and then you crave for that home cooked curry type feel and man if there's one place that has it it is this yeah also if you remember there was the bd sharma i remember or bp bp sharma they were all sharmas 
Yes. And, uh, uh, of course, Sharma Vaishnav Dava. Never mind. And there was him, his brother, and his wife. And there was just the three of them in the kitchen. And then they had the daughter. So it was like real home style cooking. They were doing garam garam pulkas also. And their, uh, I remember their kofta uh, and their rajma. Oh man, that was good food. And we weren't the only ones who, who liked it. You remember? Oh, yeah. It's a very tiny place. People are coming from Shimla, Solon with Tiffins to pack food and take it back with them. Sharma Daba is a very far away place, just short of Chel, just short of the palace, the yes, Chel Palace, yes, exactly. about 10-12 kilometers, I think, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's very close to Chel. And they what was lovely about it is they ended with that shakkar ki roti, which is such a home thing. Ki, when mother or roti khale. They have the best kadhi, it's a really tiny place. I highly recommend it if you guys are going, you got to stop there and eat, man. And the yeah. kadi, I loved that kadi. We, we had a fun sequence there because Rocky was poking fun at this couple that was behind us. Because he's like, do you love it? They said, yeah, we love it. He's like, is, are, are you guys like, how long? He asked the boy, the boy said, I've been coming here for 12 years. The girl said, I've come for two years. He said, we had a date here. So Rocky was like, and you still married him? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Rocky says, for all of you watching, if... If, if if you bring a girl here for your date and you feed her at a cheap dhaba and she still marries you, then you know that she really loves you. It's love. That's how you judge things. Anybody can take a girl to a restaurant and she might be like, Achha, this is a very nice restaurant. Maybe I can think about marrying this dhaba. But if a girl truly loves you and you take her to the worst dhaba, then she'll marry you, especially in the middle of the summer, in the heat. So all you boys in Delhi, once the lockdown is over in all the in all of India, once the lockdown is over, take your girlfriend to the cheapest dhaba in the hottest area of town. And then if she'll agree to marry you after that, then she's the right girl for you. And all you girls sending hate mail and who are going to try and assassinate me after this, I apologize in advance. <laughs> Besides, after the lockdown, <laughs> the cheap dhaba is the only place you'll be able to afford. <laughs> <laughs> all kidding aside, maybe those are the first places that all of us should give our custom to. That's true, man. Because they, they don't, I mean, they don't have access to... Deep pockets. To yeah. deep pockets and stuff. And I, I think that those are the sort of people where we, if we are going to go out and eat and we are going to give our patronage to. It's regional food. It's fresh food. It's good food. It's There's going to be a lot of road travel happening. I don't know when the airlines are going to open up. My sense is there's going to be lots of road travel happening. So hopefully people will spend money on these places. And frankly, Dhabas, which have a clientele, right? I mean, they are the most healthy places you can eat at here. Correct. Because, you know, they're constantly cooking. It's not like they've cooked something and then it's coming from central kitchen eight hours later. Unless you are at Bava, Mr. Bava's kitchen, which we'll get to. It's in <laughs> then you don't know which. Very shortly. Age, whether the food has come from Kalyug, Satyug, Treta or Dwapar. It could have come from anywhere. But we will tell you, but he's a character. But the or, it, or, it, or it could be a kickback. You never know. Yeah. It could be a kickback. <laughs> we, we'll explain that joke. But Sharma Dhaba has got amazing food. Uh, now we shall head towards Chell. But before we do that, can I just read out a mail, boys? We have some very wonderful, loving mails that have come in. Please. So this one is from Shreya Bharti. Shreya says, Hi, everyone. I'm from Bihar and I started listening to your show two weeks ago. And now the situation is that I don't want to miss a single word of all of you. You are all very funny, especially Rocky. I really like his sense of humor. This communication of humor, cuisine and highway makes you even more praiseworthy and incredible. Keep taking us to the highways of India across the world. And I want to ask, when will you come to Bihar? Yeah, I know there are lots of rumors about our state, but we're really welcoming and sweet at heart. And you will feel at home. All the best, guys. Bye. Shreya, you have no idea. We have had some of our best meals in Bihar. We will get there soon. Mm, that's I agree. Yes. And Shreya, you don't know this, but my wife, my wife is a Bihari from Bengal. So Bihar is a state close to my heart. I am half Bihari. My children are half Bihari. 
genetically. So, you know, we have a very close association with it. So, we are all Bihari deep down inside. Bihar, Rocky ka Maika, uh, Maika hai na? Sasural, sorry. Sasural hai, uh, wo, uh, uska Sasural hai, but... That's what makes him so funny. Yeah, that's what makes him so funny, yeah. The, 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 the Punjabi meets Bihari sense of humor. But, in fact, we've had some of our finest uh, meals there. And I'll tell you when we get there. But, before we do that, there's another mail. This is Hi Homp Team. Hope you're doing well during this lockdown. I, for one, am doing a lot better now that I have this podcast to listen to. I have very fond memories of watching Rocky and Muir on TV during my school days in all the shows they've done. In college, I found out about News Laundry and have been listening to the podcasts ever since. It is a great surprise to find out that the two are connected. I don't particularly consider myself a foodie, but I feel I'm not far off. For someone from Kerala who spent his younger days in Siliguri, owing that my father was posted there, Hey, dude, even my dad was posted to Siliguri. He was in the EME, in the army. And now living in Bangalore, I connect very much with the episodes of Kerala, West Bengal and Karnataka. The insights, the stories, the banter between all of you makes the podcast extremely enjoyable. And it sheds light on a lot of great things about our wonderful country, especially in times when all of us could do with a little positivity and love. I didn't know Rocky and Muir have books of their own, but I will surely pick them up once the lockdown is over. Love, Shashank Menon. Thanks, Shashank. You can also order their books on Amazon if I'm not wrong, boys. Tell me. But they're not, they're not essential items. They're non-essential items. So I know. <laughs> Along with your dal roti, they can also send you the books. But yeah, I mean, is there a, is there a Kindle version of this? There, there is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there would be. But you can check it up on Amazon and Flipkart. But the great news is, uh, Shashank, there's so much development now in Siliguri that it started being called Clever Guri now. It's no longer silly. <laughs> There, Shreya, another joke for you to giggle at. But guys, uh, before we move on, you were talking about Dhabas. Uh, we'll talk about when you get to Haryana. But News Rondi recently did a story. One of our reporters went to Murthal. Guys, Murthal was the first shot highway on I played dead. That was our first, very first sequence ever. And it's a really tragic story if you read it. And we've got video also of what's happened to all those Dhabas in the lockdown. Even Gulshanda Dhaba. All of them, dude. And it's really sad. I mean, when I saw that story and I saw those interviews, I really felt bad. Are they still there or not? Yeah, there, but there's no work. And because it's such an ecosystem, right? Because all the Gwalas used to come from the villages close by. Their milk was consumed only here because you know the kind of butter they gave. So that entire ecosystem. And, and I remember Rocky cracked his joke of this shop outside the Dhaba that was selling magnetic vests that could cure AIDS, cancer, hepatitis C and everything else. And Rocky said, available in three colors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Haryana episode will be a fun one. But yeah, guys, so once this lockdown ends, let's start off by eating at Dhabas so we can get their economies back up. So let's go to Chell, boys, the overrated Chell Palace. I don't have many good things to say about it. But uh, yeah, I guess if you're there, you might as well hit it. Yeah, I, I like the story behind it. Um, uh... I think it was the, the same famous Bhupinder Singh because he, he took, took a panga with the vice star's daughter so he couldn't go up to Simla anymore. So he's like, So he went to jail and he built a palace and he built the town and he built the cricket ground because he enjoyed cricket. And I think it might still be the highest cricket ground in the world. And um, we went to shoot there. It was raining cats and dogs. What a beautiful day it was. And we shot at the cricket ground yeah. with the rain which was locked. Upar chalang laga laga ke, trying to pando, pando the... Yeah, man. What, what a trip that was. Yeah, I have a feeling it probably all started on a misunderstanding because the viceroy said, you take your panga with my daughter, I'm going to send you to jail. And he said, jail? I can go to jail on my own. In fact, I'll make it. 
so you know that confusion between jail and chel is what it started off the whole thing but chel is quite the town and that palace is quite a palace i mean just to go there to see the beautiful architecture and sit in the garden and eat a dinner that's well worth it yeah. even though the food is nothing spectacular but it's really nice to sit out and eat dinner yeah. that you must do once one day is good it's beautiful i agree it's so it's there's not- that one place outside the chel palace in the town in that uh, just just outside the chel palace which where we had gone for samosas do you remember samosas and with chana and all when that was, was really good it was raining heavily yeah. maybe because of that it tasted really nice but the chai was really nice yeah man i loved that that yeah. day was a great day man i just yeah. loved sitting chai samosa market. chola raining cats and dogs in the hills and we yeah. just come back and we stopped there and we were having hot chai man that was awesome and, yeah. and rocky was showing off his uh, stetson hat that he had look look it, it just sheds water waterproof did he got that he was like standing out in the rain just to make a point <laughs> yeah what do you guys know ask us girls with long hair how much trouble it is when your hair gets wet girls please support me on this one and write in and tell these jokers what it means to have wet hair when you have long hair you don't stay wet for like an hour so it's very important to have a nice tetson you can cover your long hair and you can stay nice and dry and that hat was really dry yeah. that's why i was so impressed so that's what cowboys and girls have in common dry hair when it rains unlike you buffoons well that dry underwear at least <laughs> at least us buffoons were dry important bits <laughs> but do you remember the little bit of the sequence we did after that uh, i think two or three shops down from this we were wandering around we found the guy he was like etching people's names on a rice grain hmm. and we said can you etch any name he said yes i can etch any name and then we got our audio man vaidanathan who who had like what 60 like alphabets in his name and he said can you do this he's like yeah i can do is like okay tell him your name is like vaidanathan <laughs> 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 our audio engineer we used to call him vedi but he was s vaidanathan and like many people from tamil nadu what does the s stand for the s stands for everything from s to z so then once vedi said this is my full name ab ye tu chawal pe likh ke dikha s stands for simply 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 vedi simply vedi it's like the first time we asked him vedi what does s stand for simply simply vedi nathan yeah he was the sardar ji who was doing the writing on the rice was so confused by the time vedi nathan finished telling him his name he was like sir a chado a the likh ke de do kagaz pe <laughs> so once the rice was done then we went to kufri uh, the thing about kufri i will uh, let the boys tell you about one of the most interesting characters and i mean it's all fun and games but i could really make a documentary on this guy if i had the time and you know i'd, I'd go there but kufri is a place which even you can you know you reach there with your eyes closed because the overwhelming smell of mule shit hits you like a slap in the face and i remember kufri when i was a boy we used to go chel kufri shimla was the trek we used to do most often and kufri was just like five shops that was kufri there was nothing else and now when i went to kufri it has these big ugly buildings which we stayed in all those hotels yeah marble laga diya ye kar diya lekin kaanch toota so it's it's a mule shit smelling joint and also the only place where you can see cars and men and women sliding over mule shit like they're walking on ice literally <laughs> there is there's so much of it you know you recall there's a little bit of an incline as you go up to kufri yeah. that final incline yeah and 
it's just littered with this new shit all over. In fact, that's where the that cars main are skidding all over the place. The main parking is there. Yeah. So we ate at a place there. What happened, Rocky Mayur, when the food came? Tell us. Tell us about that experience. I'm just going to say it was the, one of the most memorable meals we had on highway on my plate. Yes. If we are only talking about the food, I remember this place has the lowest rating we have ever given on highway on my plate, and the rating was one out of ten. And the reason why it got one was because we were able to swallow what was on the plate. Because we <laughs> one, <laughs> one bite. He put sugar on all the thalis. All four different types of thalis, he put sugar on them. I thought you gave him one because he was quite the character. and it was That a... was, no, that ambience, it, it went high on ambience. On food, it was one and zero. Ah, ambience, okay. it was, ambience, it was like eight or ten or nine or ten because the guy was a total character. So, you know, India is full of these incredible stories like this guy who was the owner of this little dhaba in Kufri. He had been in Bombay for a number of years trying to make it big in the movies. And, you know, he had this certificate from a college having done his master's in music. And it was up on the wall and we were like, wow, man, Bombay must have been really unfair to throw this guy out. Until he said, I'm going to sing a harmonium. So by this time, he had confidence had increased so much. He brought the harmonium and he started singing and we realized why he had got no work in Bombay. Because he was just horrible. He was a really sweet guy, but he was in La La Land for 50 years. Like his food. Like his food. His, his singing was only 2 out of 10 because it was sound was coming out of his mouth. And the food was 1 on 10 because we could swallow it. And that was the most I can say about both. So, he felt really bad for the guy. No, but Mr. Bava, you know, he was a, in a place like Kufri, you know, everyone's wearing their whatever kaftans or whatever those things are called. And everyone looks the same, talks the same. In a lot of these hill towns, especially in, not the Masuris and the, you know, Shillongs and, and the Simlas where there is a, you know, trendy population. Of course, the Northeast is super trendy. In a place like Kufri, everybody looks the same. Has the same basic life ki dukaan kholenge, paisa kamayenge, wapas jayenge. This guy stands out. He has this beret hat with a feather. He has this collection of hats. He has this Devanan type scarf. And he doesn't talk to you straight. Hey, oh, welcome man. What do you want? Hey, you want it? What is this? Come, sit. Come, what I get you. What do you want? You want omelette? You want... And then he like sings and he talks and he's... And his dhaba has paintings which he's done himself. His wife is a really sweet lady. And I mean, it's just... He was a character, man. And he was, it was really tragic while he was really funny. Clearly, he, he thought his life did not belong in this mule shit smelling place. And I think from seeing all the reality shows and music, he figured that he has a future elsewhere, but clearly not. But um, so he had this dhaba and he made terrible food. But man, what a guy. I mean, I think that guy can be like the subject of a, of a documentary film. And what an interesting story. I mean, he he had a very Devanand kind of feel about him, right? Yeah. I mean, the way and the hat with the feather that, in it, yeah. The hat and the feather and all of that. He was very Devanandish. So just the way he'd sit, just the way his hand was. You know, he ha- had this very graceful way he conducted himself. But uh, And he would keep saying kickback. What was that all about? He referred to, yeah. he's a kickback. God kickback. God kickback, right. Every time a series of questions went beyond three or four and got to a point where it would now become sort of invasive, he would just turn around and say, kick back. So it was like, sir, you singer. Yes, I was a singer. I had my degree. Then I went to Bombay and I had to work a lot of work. But I didn't get to work. And he was like, sir, then what happened? I talked to the director, but I didn't get to work. And he was like, sir, what happened? Kick back. Kick back. <laughs> <laughs> And that word obviously meant something to him because it meant nothing to us. But every discussion would end in kickback. So we would say, sir, ye 
ये जो आर्टिस्ट ये जो आर्ट आपने दीवारों पर लगाया हुआ ये आपके बच्चों ने बनाया इसे नहीं ये मैंने बनाया है लगता है किसी दस साल के बच्चे ने बनाया इसे नहीं वो एब्सट्रैक्ट है इसलिए ऐसे आए लवली सर तो आपको पेंटिंग का शौक मुझे बहुत शौक है तो आपकी पेंटिंग की इंस्पिरेशन क्या है किक बैक there is not much of a difference between a horse and a mule <laughs> but there was only when, only when one parent is changed you can become a mule instead of a horse so you know it's not really in your hands but there was something really happy and sad about him which is why i think he was a very interesting character ranjit singh koshal yeah. that was his name ranjit singh koshal well i hope wow. koshal has come to you know has found his peace and but is the character he was cuz he is the only reason i would recommend you go to kufri just to meet mr koshal yeah and get it, get him talking and take a photograph with him and you know he's like one of those underdogs that you really want to back and you want to sort of be like come on you can do it baba saab and uh, you know sort of he's that kind of guy he's a fun guy he's like a large clump of uh, mushrooms under a big tree in the rain a fungi that's a pig <laughs> okay guys we have lot we haven't even touched we are going to come to an hour soon we haven't even touched um, the dalai lamas mcloyd ganj dharamsala kangda kullu manali so much to do let's quickly go through kasoli rajgarh and let's hit mcloyd ganj after that tell us the memorable things so kasoli there was daily needs uh, which is the uh, place that provisions all the students and their parents all the ones that are studying in in uh, all the boarding schools uh, up there and he was fa- he was famous because he made uh, his own uh, salami his own ham he had fresh juices then he would stock up all your standard chips and chocolate and all the things that that young kids like yeah and then we had a really nice sequence outside that we did we had we had he had uh, the bun samosas and we did a really nice sequence there were a whole bunch of kids girls from some school there and we did a sequence of them and they kept trying to take our food yeah but was the uh, was the jwala ji temple here only in the natural gas flame and we went to a zoo wasn't that around here am i confusing places that was kufri no. that was in kufri there's a little sort of zoo kind of thing there yes but it's, it's not it's, very fancy but but while we are on the subject of kasoli you know this is it has the great uh, the lawrence school sanawa which is close by from kasoli so all the people who have studied in sanar over the years would all get time off and come down to kasoli and kasoli is sort of the great hill station which was a nice vast open cantonment area with thick forests in a beautiful place and it was so beautiful in fact that everybody from delhi and chandigarh and all these areas decided to recreate a horrible city in there and bought up all the land and made big houses so now it's like a little delhi or a little chandigarh in the middle of beautiful forests which are all gone and that little sort of market with three shops has turned into a big market with 20 and there are traffic jams from hell that happen over there and you know i have some friends who got a house there and i stop there often when i go because i generally drive 10 hours after kasoli so i stop at kasoli for the night and it has turned into just just another city here so you know that's that's what we humans do we like something because of its quaintness and forest and then we go there and we make our cities and then we turn them into the very thing that we hate but having said that kasoli is a nice place though but i went there about 2 or 3 years ago the army because the laws laws are such that in kasoli you don't own the house you don't own the land that land is all owned by the army and you get to lease it or something of the sort i mean it's 
it's not a freehold plot. And the army had started reclaiming a lot of those houses. And yeah. I remember all these rich Sardars from Chandigarh were using their pool, ki mera ghar na reclaim karna, mera ghar na reclaim karna. But they reclaimed and actually demolished a lot of the houses because I know a few people whose houses were claimed and demolished. Kasoli is a beautiful place, very accessible, and that's its curse that it's only one and a half hours away from Chandigarh. Yeah. So, so, you know, on the, on the weekends is the worst time to go to Kasoli because you will have like 10,000 people descend on that town which can barely accommodate 1,500. And then it just becomes chaos. Okay, boys, keep your McLeod Gunge stories ready. McLeod Gunge and Dharamsala and Kullu Manali after that we'll go. And all the places in between. I have a couple of emails I just like to read. This one is from Archana. Hi, first of all, I want to tell you guys that I love your show. Homp original and the new Corona special Homp. Chalo, ye Corona special ho gaya ji. <laughs> Whenever we go to a new city, Amma makes it a point that we search for your episode online and get inputs on what to eat. For a long, long time, even now to a certain extent, I wanted to have your jobs and be you when I grew up. It is so amazing how you made eating very cool. And I agree wholeheartedly with what you said about anybody less than 90 kg is not being allowed to give an opinion on Punjabi food. Can you please do a show? <laughs> On Gujarat, on your podcast series next. My husband and I are both graduates from IM Ahmedabad. Wow, you are Jano. IM Economics Honours also fail. No. <laughs> and during our course there, we fell in love over the food. All our dates used to be in Bhatiar Gali, over plates of bheja fry and multiple repeats of roti, anda gotala, manik chok and all the thalis and the mithai and have more ice cream and had a huge role to play in us falling in love and getting married. Thanks again for doing such an amazing show, Archana. Archana, because you have said, done, committed. Next episode, Gujarat, which has some of the most stunning photographs Prashant has taken of flamingos as far as the eye can see. We have shots at the Kutch and we have Rocky and Mayur very subtly dressed doing the Garba. We went there for the Garba. And I tell you, when you see those photographs, you will just stand up and give us salami. <laughs> totally. And I'm so happy to hear that there are people out there who still romance over food. So, Arjuna, Amma knows best. So, I'm completely in agreement with her. Always look up where we recommended before you go. And congrats to you and your husband for being the happy couple that got together over food. So, I hope you keep enjoying food all your life long. And, uh, well, Gujarat it is next time in honor of you. That's a good one, Abhinandan. Well done. Gujarat. And just one more email. Uh, we'll reach the last two at the end. This one is from Karthik from Bangalore. Niku Prashant Rokim, you're really enjoying listening to your podcast. I go to sleep each night only after listening to them. Else, not getting proper sleep. No kidding. Love the Uttar Pradesh episode. You guys must do one more from the state as it's so vast and I'm sure you have so much more to cover. Bro, Karthik, this is true about pretty much every state. Yeah, Would love to hear a few other interesting and funny stories from there. By the way, when you guys ordered food, when you visited various places, did you order for three, four people or the entire crew? Did Rokim, even share their food with the crew? Please do an episode on Delhi, Andhra, Telangana too. Can't wait to hear the stories from there. Get back, get hungry. Karthik, we will come to uh, Andhra. Uh, in fact, one of the most beautiful sequences in the morning was at Kaki Nada when the sh- boats had just come in after fishing. We saw fish and yeah. crabs that I hadn't seen before. But as far as sharing food is concerned, I kid you not, you may think it's a joke. Sometimes when these guys order, especially Rocky, and he's ordered something and someone didn't order it and they want to try it, and they try it, Rocky said, who took a bite from this? <laughs> so, you know, I'll say, I took a bite. If you wanted, shouldn't you have ordered? Did you order this? I said, no. Then why did you eat it? I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> so that should tell you all you need to know. But that didn't stop some of us. <laughs> fuck Rocky. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's fine. I got my revenge by eating all their food back. But yeah, I mean, if you want food, order it. Yeah, why do you want to eat other people's food, especially weak people like me who need food to keep us alive? <laughs> in fact, in 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 uh, at that Sharma Vaishnu Dhaba in Janegarh, somewhere in the dialogue, uh, one of us said, um, and you know, people swear by this. People drive from here. In fact, our whole crew—they've just eaten. And they loved it, and you know they know about it. And the other one, I don't remember who it was. The other one goes, as you can see, the point we're trying to make is that the crew eats before us. Something like that. And I remember while talking to that couple, Rocky marooned a few rotis from them. Yeah. <laughs> he also gave them back some of the ghee shakkar rotis. Okay, he gave he gave them two. Okay. Because so I'm I'm like God in disguise. When you give me something, you will get it back tenfold. So all of you out there, if you ever see me. Give me your money, your jewelry, your best wishes, because they'll come back to you tenfold. Seriously. <laughs> but we cannot say when. It is in the mail. Yeah. That sounds like some politicians of today. No, they they don't say it'll come back. They say it'll be put to good use. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, McLeod Ganj and Dharamsala. I have to admit, when I I had heard a lot about Dharamsala all my life, and uh, the first time I went to Dharamsala was actually with this show, and I was quite disappointed because Dharamsala. Is a pretty dirty little town, man. <laughs> and McLeod Ganj is nicer, further up. But Dharamsala has some wonderful places, man. That is there. But the visual impact of when you get there, of you know the cow in that main where both these roads are meeting and there's tatti everywhere, and you're like, dude, where do I step without stepping into shit? You know, at least like Masuri and Simla have these malls which are clean. So I was, I was, my first impression of Dharamsala wasn't good, but over the next two days, I loved it because some of the places we ate at, some of the people we met. Fantastic. Also, Dharamsala. I mean, the town is what it is, right? I mean, like you described it. But one really beautiful place to go to is the Norbulanka. So uh, the Norbulanka is absolutely beautiful. It was designed. It's actually the summer palace. It's it's designed like the summer palace of of the Dalai Lama in in Lhasa, and it's a replica of that, but not to scale because you know that is huge. This is not that huge, but it's been made beautifully, and it has a lovely cafe within it. and this has been made by one of the uh, one very famous japanese architect who's designed this place nobulanka and uh, the cafe serves really nice food and all and if you like to see how tankas are made and you know the traditional arts and all they actually have a school there uh, which trains people in tanka painting and so on so you can actually go purchase or or just view uh, students sort of learning how to make tankas and i think it's the dalai lama's the dalai lama's influence that There is a particular kind of sweetness and gentleness to everyone yeah. you meet there in the dhabas. Remember where did we eat? Mayur, the first time we went there. No, I don't remember shooting in the Dharamshala at, at all. I not once. No, I, I don't think so. We shot in Norbulanka. We only yeah. we only shot in McLeod Guns. Yeah, we just we've only shot about, in McLeod Guns. Yeah. yeah. All I remember of that drive up is both times that we went. The first time we'd gone there, we did the sequence where it was a beautiful between Dharamshala and McLeod Guns. There was a a uh, beautiful not a cathedral but a beautiful white church and we stood there and we i don't remember what jokes we made because we were very democratic we made fun of every religion and and everybody and the second time when we went there it was we did it in a bus shelter and it was pouring like oh, rain yeah. like can only happen in the mountains like you step out and you're wet soaked and we did this shot in the in the little bus stop but of dharamsala itself i remember nada mm. rocks There's first cup cafe chocolate log chocolate cake. क्या क्या नहीं खाया वहाँ नॉर्मल. Oh, that's all. That's all McLeod Guns. हाँ. Yeah. So when you get, I mean, Dharamshala for me has always been the stop before you get to McLeod Guns, where you can stop and have a cup of tea. But is this the place where we found those Angora rabbits? 
No, that's no, Kulu. Between Kulu and Manali. Ah, that was between Kulu and Manali. So Dharamsala, yeah, I mean, it has a big stadium, a cricket stadium there. And if you get away from the main road, there are some nice places and some nice people that you can meet in Dharamsala. But basically, it's on the way to Magloid Ganj. And uh, Magloid Ganj is where the action is. So if you guys are done with Dharamsala, uh, Magloid Ganj is also the first place. You know, when we had, when I had gone there first about 25 years ago, 20 years ago, well, yeah, about 25, 30 years ago, in fact, I had eaten at a place which had really nice, basic Tibetan food, you know, thukpas and momos and just basic stuff. And when we went back this time and we ate there, the food was really good. So that, in fact, was the first place that took a life-size cutout of Mayur and me, put it outside that harbor. Norling. It's called Norling, Norling yes. Cafe, right on the corner of two streets in McLeod Gunge. And they advertised that we had gone there to eat. And subsequently, about two, three years after putting up that big sign, their food turned really, really bad. And we got hundreds of emails from people saying, how could you recommend that place and put your photos outside it? The food has turned really bad. And we were like, dude, A, we didn't put our photos outside. <laughs> we can't do anything. And B, we don't run the place. It is not ours. I didn't ask us. So please forgive us if the food is turned bad. It's not our fault. When we ate there, I really liked the food there, man. I remember I stuffed myself that night. And I walked back because I was feeling so stuffed. And there was a steep climb up and down. We walked somewhere. I had to walk to get something. But yeah, I remember walking after that meal. Clyde Gunn, you had to walk many places. I mean, beyond a certain level, the streets are so narrow. And so it's a one-way. It's we a were one way at, town, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the places we were shooting at, and we shot at a lot of places there. Uh, I mean, once we get get into this, um, we we we'll talk about that. So, one was the visit to the Dalai Lama's. Uh, I don't know what you call it, the monastery or the palace. And the second thing was, I remember the first time we went there, they were having this whole uh, free Tibet demonstration. There were like three hundred people that walked, so they had blocked off a yeah. lot of streets. So it was even harder to get the cars to parking. So we walked a lot. There's actually a lovely walk around that monastery. You know, it's, it's along the periphery of the monastery. It's, it's about a three, four kilometer walk around that hill. And it's a, it's a beautiful walk. And that's the walk to do. Like if you're in McLeod Gunge, that's a good morning walk to take. Yeah, Ajay and I did that. The camera guy and I, we, we did that. That's when we found that uh, cafe also. The first cup cafe that we went to for breakfast uh, the next day. It had which, all is, the... which is just below the temple, right? The, correct, the... correct. Right, right, right. On that, on that one street, it had all that beautiful yeah. muesli and French toast and uh, right. uh, yeah. omelets and just your standard like where where backpackers like to go kind of cafe. Wasn't it on the Wasn't it on the chocolate log road, the one behind where the Norling Cafe is on the parallel road? No, the the chocolate log cafe is the one, the very steep road, which you sort of from the market. If you take a left and you go down, yeah, yeah, with the temple on your right. You just go down that road. It's a very steep road. and Hang on. Rocky, Rocky is right. The, the first cup cafe is down that road. You go past uh, Norling. Then you go further. Chocolate log. Then first cup cafe. Then you go even lower. And you get to that Dokkaibi. Seven Hills. The Korean place. And then past that, even a Japanese place. I don't remember. Yes, exactly. There's a Japanese restaurant where we also want to go and eat. Correct. And in fact, I remember making that walk and this dog would not stop following us. How dare you address me like that? I'm very upset with you. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, there is the chocolate log. And the one that you're talking about, I think, is the Moon Peak Cafe. where That's just below the Dalai Lama's palace. Yeah, there's two of them. Moon Peak Thali and Moon Peak Cafe, side yeah. by side with the view of the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Moon Peak uh, Thali restaurant, they have some really interesting food. You know, like they have this apricot mutton. They have mango chicken. Uh, they'll have hibiscus iced tea. Uh, you know, hot licorice tea. These are Watermelon sabzi, yeah. Yeah, watermelon, sabzi. These are things that are available there. And, and the owner is a really sort of 
innovative young man who likes to try different things. But they do have a really nice cup of coffee and they have a great location if you're coming out of the Lai Lama's uh, palace. So look for it on your, you know, as you're going up to the palace, it's on your left or as you're coming out, it's on your right. So look look for it and drop in for a cup of coffee. It's, it's a nice place to sit and watch the world go past. What I remember about McLeod Guns, which a lot of people that told me was that there is this resort slightly higher than McLeod Guns where children below 15 aren't allowed and Pierce Brosnan goes there. It's one of his favorite places. I think it's called Eagles Eagles Peak or Eagles Nest. Or oh, It's an English couple that, that uh, owns it, I think. So I'll be going to some emails. I'll just give you listeners that we will not be able to cover Kullu and Manali in this episode because there is so much we did over there that there's no way we could pack it up. So we'll have to come back again. So yeah, we- yeah, but but let me let me stop you. Let me stop you before you go and read out the emails. How can we leave McLeod Guns without saying bye to the Chocolate Log, which is run by Alan, who's a retired Air Force officer, and his lovely wife Cheryl, who's just like the most fun person you'll ever meet. We had a fantastic time. She seemed to like uh, both of us, even Mayur, which is very rare. But uh, it was so much fun hanging out with her. She's just lively and she cooks and she's full of life. And she's just, and, and they run a little place just behind the chocolate log in a, in a beautiful wooded little area where you can stay. So keep an eye out for them, guys. And chocolate log has some really nice food. So I just want to give a shout out to them. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Alan. In case you're listening, this Hello. is for you. Hello from all of us. <laughs> they, 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 she wrote a book also. I, I remember she, um, we, uh, later she got in touch. Niku and Prashant, I don't know if you know this, but she got in touch with me and Rocky and said she was writing a book and stuff. And she asked for a blurb for us to like write a little recommendation and stuff. So what do you write that? When, when we learn to read, we promise to read your book. Yeah, something like that. We put, a thumb impression we, on, it. we put a thumb impression on the first page and we ate our dinner over it. So the food marks were left there. We showed that it was genuinely signed by us. Correct. <laughs> but one more thing. Actually, McLeod Gunge is, is, gets a lot of these Hollywood actors. You know, uh, and, and thanks to the Dalai Lama. And most of them stay at the Chonar house. So if you want to see Richard Gere or one of these people in in McLeod Gunge, Choner House is the place to stay. And it's also very close to the Dalai Lama's temple. So it's literally like a stone's throw away. And the other thing is that if you want to do Vipassana... Who's throwing stones at the Dalai Lama? Then you can go just two kilometers above McLeod Gunge to a place called Dharamkot. And there's a lovely... There are a couple of these beautiful monasteries there where you can actually stay there for a few days and learn meditation and all of that. So, By the way, Prashant went for a 14-day Vipassana course, Vipassana, whatever you call it. To this place, and when he came back, I said, Pata nahi, kya hoga? He came back to office. I said, What happened? He says, Nothing, you're not allowed to talk to anyone in 14 days, and you eat murmuras and chai. I was like, <laughs> For 10 oh, days, yeah. I'll probably die in the second day. Not that I'm a foodie, <laughs> but. And, and talking about Bipasna, it's time for another Bengali joke. I had a friend who was from Bengal who used to go there very often. We used to call him Bipasna Basu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, guys, I'm going to go to the mail. So, leave Kullu, Manali. Uh, and Vashisht and Pragpur out and keep your Pontasab Delhi Kangada stories ready. So this email is from Arshad Khan. Arshad says, Aada Varz hai. Aada Varz hai Arshad Mia. Mia, aapne kyunki humare Uttar Pradesh ke kaafi maze liye wo ki bajib bhi hai phir bhi hum aapki is gustaki ko maaf karte hai kyunki aapse mohabbat ka rishta hai. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. We can forgive all your errors, but we cannot forgive not including the best Sikh kebab ever to be made by mankind, the Kakori kebab. 
and lakshmi oh, biryani oh, we didn't we didn't talk about the kakori kebab we speak about the kakori kebab this is our house thing like kakori to kakori but kakori to hamari delhi mein zyada acha milta hai yahan that's all the true we had better kakori and actually jo kakori actual town hai wahan to hum kabhi gaye nahi shooting ke liye nahi hum rampur se guzre to the rampur ke cooks the na kakori nahi gaye matlab jahan kakori alag jagah hai yaar रामपुर के कबाब रामपुरी कबाब एक अलग होते हैं काकोरी कबाब अलग होते हैं ये सब अलग अलग चीजें हैं आप तो मेरे दो आप अपना ब्रिटानिया केक खाओ और ये कबाब वबाब आप खान खान साहब और हमारे लिए छोड़ दो हम आपको बताते रहेंगे जैसे जनाब अगर दिल्ली आए तो इनको अच्छे काकोरी कबाब खिला सकते हैं हम भाई अलकोसर में जाइए अलकोसर में दुनिया के सबसे अच्छे काकोरी कबाब बनाए जाते हैं और आज तक बनाए जाते हैं और कई सालों से बनाए जाते हैं वैसे काकोरी में भी बहुत जबरदस्त कबाब है पर ये एक इंटरेस्टिंग कॉन्वर्सेशन है विच कैन कैरी ऑन वंस यू ट्राइड द अलकोसर कबाब सॉरी निकू रीड इज ईमेल यार क्या करा यार तू आल्सो एज एन अवधि आई कैन टेल यू हाउ यूपीएस होल हैज टॉट इंडिया हाउ टू ईट एंड व्हाट टू ईट दैट इज आल्सो हां सरकार वी हैव आल्सो टॉट अस हाउ हाउ टू पिक योगी आदित्यनाथ टू टू रूल बट एनीवे हमने अपने बाबा मेरे मम्मी डैडी ने सिखाया था खाना कैसे खाते बोले आ अब ऐसे जाता चम्मच अंदर यार एग्जांपल निहारी मैं यही बोलने वाला था कि आज तक हमने अपने माँ बाप से कुछ नहीं सीखा किसी और से क्या सीखे फॉर एग्जाम्पल निहारी वुड बी ईटन विद कुल्चा कबाब विल बी ईटन विद पराठे और शीरमल आलू की सब्जी विद बेदमी एंड सो ऑन एज यू हैव नॉट इंक्लूडेड एनी शायरी इन द उत्तर प्रदेश एपिसोड हेयर इज वन ऑफ रहीम की निहारी फ्रॉम लखनऊ हजार नियामते परवरदिगार है पाए पुरानी दिल्ली से चल हमारे घर आए जनाब हजरत गालिब जो लखनऊ आए पकड़ के बैठ गए वो रहीम के पाए क्या बात है क्या बात है गालिब भी खुश और हम भी खुश गालिब जनाब आए पैदल चल के क्योंकि नहीं थी उस जमाने में उनके पास कार एक बार उन्होंने खाई सलीम की निहारी वहां बैठ के उन्होंने खूब मारे डिगार मुरादाबादी डिशेज बिरयानी so i think once we head out again we shall take the advice of arshad and try these places thanks arshad for writing in thanks for these recommendations we'll put these on our list of to do items when we hit the road next hopefully that should be soon with the support of all of you who have built this phenomenal community that loves travel chatter friends and food and finally amitabh trehan says dear pram prashant rocky abhinayur It's great that you started this podcast. We remember watching very fondly the original TV show. Like the show title, you indeed seem to be racing down the highway with your podcast. We still have to catch up. Maybe being Punjabi is one of our favorite episodes on TV. Was the one about Punjab. The same goes for the podcast. As it turns out, I'm from Pathan Court, and my wife, the real News Laundry subscriber, is from Moga. I was really thrilled that Palangtor of Banarsi Sweets in Pathan Court got a mention on the podcast. We've grown up on it and have loved it. Sadly, the original shop closed down, but I've heard a new avatar, not surprisingly, called New Banarsi Sweets has opened. My <laughs> wife was even more thrilled because you declared Dodda from Kot Kapura next to Moga as the outright winner over Palangtor. I often end up losing these wars, but I don't mind as long as the food is good. We are indeed foodies and have lots of international experience eating food and some of making it too. There's a certain thrill of having an often awesome falafel sandwich or pizza with hummus. Right in the Mediterranean, Israel for us. My wife has become a very good baker in the process, and I can make good French fries and even pakoras. During this unfortunate lockdown, we discovered the hilarious cooking of Diljit Dusanj. At the moment of madness, set up our own YouTube channel called Her Majesty's Dhaba, 
where we've so far made English tea, Chinese tea, celebrity eggs, Indo-Chinese fried rice. And Amitabh has put the link to his YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Amitabh. Loving it, man. Thank you. You are truly a homper with the passion for food and travel and great to have you on board. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. Listen, thanks, guys. Arshad, Amitabh, thank you both of you for sending in your mails, man. We love it when you guys do this. So big hugs to both of you. Lots of love to your families. Keep eating well and keep writing in your mails. Yeah. It really encourages us to do more when you guys send in your mails. So inko please bhej te rehna. Because I'm going to good looks. But I'm going to go to the good looks. And by the way, thanks a lot for these new places that people are mentioning in their emails yeah. and their letters. Because this is what it's all about, right? I mean, learning. We, there's so much for us to also learn and understand. And we'll discover these, man. Yeah, we'll check these out. So, boys, who wants to start? Prashant, you want to start? Other than Kullu, Manali and the rest, which we'll leave for another episode. Kangra, Pontasab, Delhi, and that pottery village. You took us there, didn't you? No, I wasn't there on that Andrata trip, unfortunately. Prashant type ki thi. For those of you who don't know, Prashant is the artistic, sort of evolved kind of group person in our group who's been for Vipassana Basu and many other things like that. <laughs> and, and he tells us He's about eaten places... with Vipassana Basu. <laughs> and he tells us about places like Andretta, where you can go and touch the earth and become one with the dust and soil from the ages by molding pottery to your will and putting a little bit of your life essence into things that are made of clay. Basically, that sounds suspiciously close to stuff that you shouldn't be able to say on a family chat. <laughs> your life essence into the earth, I don't know. Ah, basically, you have a chance and without magic, you can go there and become Harry Potter. pottery. The only embarrassing thing was that I was too large to fit behind the wheel. So, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know, with, with one leg on either side, it was precariously close, that spinning wheel, to areas that I don't want to mention. But guys, it's a beautiful place. I think it's like an art uh, artist residency kind of thing. It has beautiful little cottages. And they have these pottery classes going. Really great vibe this place has. It's beautiful. It's away from the madness of the main towns of the hills. And I really liked it. I mean, I don't think I'd survive there a day or two. But it was nice to go visit a few hours and come Did back. you go to Beer also from there? Yeah, yeah. We went. So, we went uh, We went all the way up to uh, Beer Billing. But before that, we took a right turn. And we went up to... Uh, it was in Kangra. I don't remember the name of the place. But we went... Remember that guy, Frank Schlickman? He had that yeah, restaurant yeah. called the Four, Four Tables. Tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were having a, and they were having a, he had this, he was trying to encourage tourism in that area and he wanted to do art. So he had this art festival called Shop for Art, Art for Shop. Yes, shop yes. Shop, Art, Art, Shop. This is Kangra. This is Kangra area, right? Correct, correct. Yes. Just short of beer billing. And then he had, um, he had this exhibition and Indian and foreign artists had come and they'd done all their installation. Each one of them was given a shop. And they'd done all the installations. There was a guy doing graffiti. There was a lady that had taken the traditional Himalayan cane baskets that, that they went, put them up all in different colors. And in the evening, he hosted a party. I think it was like yes. 300 rupees for a buffet. And we ate all this really delicious food. There were like candlelights. It was a, it was a wonderful place. evening. In fact, I remember I met, this guy was there, Nalin Kohli, who's now a BJP spokesperson. He was also there, I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. That village is called Guner. Guner, and thank you. Guner is like one of those end of the road kind of places where there is no, absolutely no commerce. 
anymore. So a lot of those farmers are struggling, which is why Frank is trying to do this art shop, shop art. And I, I hope it's continuing here. But it was fascinating. I mean, I think it's a very ballsy thing to do. Like I was amazed in the middle of nowhere in this village in the hills. He's like putting on this art exhibition. Pretty cool. I, I actually met him. I met him three, four, what, three, three years back, I think, in the in the OCI office of all places in Arkipuram in Delhi. And both of us were abusing the OCI officer because he was like just being an ass as government officials sometimes tend to be. Don't talk like this. You know what happened to Atish Tasir, right? I don't even know who Atish Tasir is. <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay. But I, I met Frank in... Uh, That's why you're talking like this. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot to ask him if he was, if he was still uh, doing that thing. My uh, uh, horrifying memory of that place is, is that at one stage in the evening, I was feeling the pressure of all the water and juice I'd drunk. So I wandered out and uh, to use the facilities, which in a big place. And I wandered out this, and there was a little gadda there and I fell in there and there was bichu booty. So I remember I came back with a completely scraped shin and I got stung by stinging nettles. But so, halke ho kya hai ki nahi? Haan. problem but aren't the mountains beautiful in that area? Yeah? I mean, the they really are. The mountains are like huge, you know, and they're like this tower over you. In fact, this place we stayed at, uh, this Norwood Green, I think, right? Where we did the Kangara tea, where we tried, that guy. Yes, yes. yes. It, I mean, that's a lovely place if you want to go away. So, uh, Rocky, tell me what you remember of this trip, this side when we drove. Well, it was, uh, you know, Kangara is a, is a wonderful area. And the British at one time thought it was ideal for growing tea. So about 100 plus years ago, they started growing tea over there and it did quite well. Most of it now apparently is exported. And we had a young, really excitable young man who used to run Norwood Greens. Uh, I've forgotten his name. I think it was Karan. What was it? Mayu, do you remember his name? Does anybody remember his name? No, but he was like very gung-ho about Kangara tea and its medicinal properties. And Yeah, he was just so sort of enthusiastic about everything, especially the tea. And we were busy trying to get him married because he was single then. You know, obviously, he's probably not single now. But uh, but Kangra is a wonderful, wonderful area. It's still not madly populated like the most of like most of Himachal has become. There are still quiet places, beautiful places, and the tea gardens have some kind of magic here. They're just ageless and timeless. So wonderful to go there. And the food has a lot of Punjabi influence. I mean, I was eating this sweet rice, and I was like, "What an exotic dish! What is it called?" And the guy said, "Mithe chawal," <laughs> which basically means mithe chawal. And I was like, "That is really disappointing." <laughs> And then you had the, in fact, I was watching this episode just three, four days ago, the Lingdi Sabzi and Mayur, you had Correct. a lot of the spicy stuff there, right? They, he had a Sabzi with Peta, the white ash gourd. They had Peta Sabzi, they had uh, Lingdi Sabzi. Uh, Rocky had that Pahadi mutton with the Amchur and mint leaves. And the boy's name was uh, Karan Singh Grewal. Ah, Karan, right. it was Karan, I remember. Correct. Uh, so... Um, Kangra is not, and we, and we and we shot this one a shot on the highway with the Kangra fort in the background. I remember. Do you remember that we stopped at this very narrow patch? That is a fort. fantastic visual, yeah. That fort has got to be one of the most remarkable looking forts in all of India. That cliff face is huge, straight down one kilometer, absolutely sheer cliff. Who could attack that fort? Nobody could attack it. Yeah, yeah and, and we took a photograph. I mean, we took a shot of you guys holding some prasad from some mandir we had come to with that in the bag. And I was wearing, I remember I was wearing a banyan because it was very hot at that time. It was the Jwalaji shrine. It was like, it was, it's one of the 51 Shakti Peets. It's where uh, Sati's uh, tongue fell. You know, right. the whole story about how when, when she died and each body part Balignath was carrying her and then finally wished to send his Sudhach so Taksha. That was where the tongue fell in that place also. They, uh, it is, uh, we learned there that there, there is a 
a temple, its sister temple in Baku, Azerbaijan. And that's also wow. called the Baku Jalaji Temple there. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, this was like a re- it's really ancient uh, temple there. Yeah, but but this is Jalaji is very famous and you guys can go there because this is one of those areas where natural gla- gas escapes from a small hole in the ground and forms a perennial flame that has been burning for hundreds of years. Correct. So obviously that must have appeared like magic to a lot of uh, you know people in the olden days. But it is a, it's a lovely place. You know, most of these religious places in the mountains and hills, they have a beautiful, peaceful vibe because people come there to actually pray. They don't come there to be seen or show off or anything of that sort. Hmm. They just come there to, you know, with the best intentions at heart. They come there to serve their fellow man. They come and they donate money. You know, they, they do all the good things. So these places, I think, really help. And that's the amazing thing about Himachal. I mean, it's, it's like divine, uh, you know, there are so many temples there that the coconut surprisingly finds a very strong place in a lot of Himachali cuisine. And we were all wondering where coconut comes from. And that's when we realized that because of these thousands of temples, people from the plains come up to worship and they all carry coconuts as offerings. So the coconut has always been brought to Himachal for thousands of years, literally. So it is a staple in Himachali cooking. And you know, that's the beautiful stories of India. Just an ingredient like a coconut, which doesn't grow anywhere in the mountains, finding a place in a cuisine which is so old. So, you know, all of that sort of geology brings back all those memories for me. Yeah, we actually, in Himachal, we went to two uh, Jwalaji temples. One was here, and I don't think we shot here. And then there was another one where we shot, where we sat down, we had the, the, Chawal, the equivalent of a langar. langar. That was yeah. near Pragpur. We went yeah. there, where there were lots of cook. That specific place. In fact, when we talk about it, we also talk about the story of why the coconut was uh, offered. There's a whole legend, which the wife of the lady uh, there told us about. But be, uh, in Kangra, I mean, we tried the tea. We went to Novod Green, we went to Andretta. We could not do the paragliding at Beer Billing. Was there anything else? No, not that we couldn't do it. We didn't want to do any paragliding. I did not want any 100 kilo human splattered at the base of the cliff to have take home with me. So we said we will avoid any adventure spots. Let's just Good keep call. eating for now. And what I really liked was uh, in this entire Kangra, I remember there was this one zoo. Oh, I'm just, again, I'm just being confusing, but. From the highway, we saw one zoo. We didn't go there, but we saw it, right? There was a bear roaming around and there's a zoo somewhere there. I'm quite sure. That was Rocky. He's been known to roam around bear many times. <laughs> yeah, in fact, there's a nursery rhyme they have about me. Mary had a little lamb. She also had a bear. I've often seen Mary's lamb, but I've never seen her bear. It's a, it's yeah. about me. It's a lovely little poem. <laughs> quite naughty if you want but it to be. I, I will say Ponta Saab is a place that when I was growing up in Derdun, we used to go often. Oh, sorry, sorry. Like, Let me answer your question. The Palampur Zoo is is quite a nice zoo. So that was and near this Norwegian boat, It was near yes, this Norwegian was, right. it, Well, it wasn't near, but yeah, it's near the town of Palampur. Just at the beginning of the Palampur town is a nice zoo. So you can go there and see nice animals and birds from that region. It's quite a... Sweet place to spend a couple of hours in. So, yeah, I remember seeing it from the highway, although we didn't really go to the zoo. But, yeah, we stopped and took a few shots. Niku, you've been hanging around with us for so long. You're always spotting the animals everywhere. The zoo and all, you're really into it, man. Completely, man. But the Gurdwara at Ponta Saab is something that I associate when I was a child growing up in Dardun. We often used to go for picnics to Ponta Saab. It was a fantastic picnic spot. There was a river there and we used to go wade in the river. And it's when we went, Yamuna, Niku. It's called the Yamuna, right. Yeah. <laughs> but the time we went together, all of us, that wasn't the Pontasab I remember, man. It, it, it just, 
it's it's yeah i was i was very disappointed really the kada prasad was still delicious man yeah the, but just the visual of it wasn't the ponda sab i remember as a child mm. just the river you know where the river was it seems to have moved somewhere correct but let uh, me let me put it in perspective for you here niku in 1947 there were 40 crore indians during at independence mm. today we have increased our population by almost 100 crores we are mm. almost 140 crore now so that should give you an idea because the ponta saab that i remember going to you know my my father's from dehradun he used to have a piece of land there so we used to go to ponta saab very early in the 70s there was absolutely nothing at ponta saab except this beautiful gurdwara and just a little quadrangle outside with five or 10 houses and shops mm. and that was it and ponta saab used to be in the middle of the forest a beautiful yeah, little place exactly now when you drive there there's a huge dam and this waterworks and hundreds of homes and a village and it's really changed in the last 30 40 years and you know that's the reality of india i mean 40 crore people we were a quaint little country 140 crore people we are uh, not neither quaint nor super little power. so yeah <laughs> <a> super power <laughs> <laughs> but, but also uh, the scale changes yeah as you grow older you know everything sort of your perspective your scale that you know as a child when you go to a place it has a different sort of a vibe it has a different uh, uh impression on leaves a different impression on you but when you grow up 20 years later you go to the same place it just seems like ye kya hai it's a bahut choti si jagah hai when you are a child it's like no and this the other way around in fact when i used to go there as a child i used to it's a bahut choti si jagah hai now when i went back i was like my god bagpur is like a town <laughs> yeah. it's like ah, a like it also happens especially in the hills it's always the other way around ये छोटी सी जगह होती थी नाउ इट्स लाइक गुरुद्वारा में सीम लाइक अ लार्ज प्लेस एट दैट टाइम बट नाउ इट लुक्स लाइक अ वेरी स्मॉल या एग्जैक्टली द द बिल्डिंग्स देमसेल्फ टाउन या बट मिलोड इज आखिरी पॉइंट पे गौर किया जाए आई हैवंट ग्रोन अप आई नेवर इंटेंड टू सो यू कांट इंक्लूड दैट एवरीडे यू आर राइट आई बीन सेइंग दैट ऑल अलोंग एंड यू एनी फाइट विद मी या so guys uh, we'll have to come back for the rest of himachal because there's just so much and we spent so much time i'm heartbroken that we couldn't cover my good friend munir suri's nirala here it's we a lovely place if you ever oh that's lovely that's lovely next time next time location, yeah. so we'll have to come back to himachal like we'll have to come back to a lot of places like up and tamil nadu and so many places which we haven't done justice to but for now we have to leave you do give us a high rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on and if it doesn't have a rating system you can write a favorable review it makes it easier for others to find and discover us because we would like to build a community that is as large as possible who can contribute with ideas thoughts and put rocky and mayur back on the highway once this covid mess is behind us and you can write into us at homp2020@gmail.com with your food stories but we will not leave you before we give you our dependable food court because you know this who says we don't have poetry here of course we do show him boys <laughs> show him himachal is a beautiful place where there is trust and love and peace and nobody ever their door locks we had a remarkable journey with happy abhinandan gluttony mayur incredible rocky and prashant who was staring at letter box <laughs> <laughs> mayuri Himachal has meat pickles, toy trains, and sometimes very narrow tracks. But don't worry about the driving because you'll always be protected by Mr. Bawa and his kickbacks. Ah, ah, he rhymed. He rhymed. Prasad, you were threatening that you're going to do this time. Come on, tell yeah, us. He's 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 back in the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My food court requires a trigger from one of you. You have to ask. Ki uh, bus. 
हिमाचल खत्म हो गया हमने हमने करण सिंह ग्रेवाल की शादी कराने की कोशिश करी दिलवाला दुल्हनिया ले गया हम कहानियां सुनाते रहे और देखो क्या हिमाचल खत्म हो गया just make sure no one starves to death in your town or city we are going through a crisis that we hopefully will never see in this lifetime and have never seen before news laundry has done a report on all the ngos and organizations that are working to feed people who are stranded if you have any organizations neighborhoods or even groups that you know of who are working in this direction write in to us at homp2020 at gmail.com we will add those organizations to that list so whichever city you are in and you want to contribute to make sure that you feed the people who are starving the migrant labor who stuck just check out that report the link of that report will be on every newsletter from now on and if you can contact the organization in your city help feed those if you are fortunate enough to have more than you need do share yeah and guys remember just you know have some fun in life this lockdown started us one thing that life isn't uh, forever and whatever your priorities were about making money and working hard that doesn't necessarily have to be the sum total of life so enjoy yourself laugh a little be a little nicer to people react nicely to them on instagram and on online and hopefully even on twitter though that is too much to ask for i realize <laughs> but Keep it uh, you know <laughs> be reasonable okay but uh, drop the bitterness a little laugh a little more smile a little more the world's not so bad and hopefully the lockdown will be over soon and we'll all be able to get out again and until then listen to our stories and write it and no one's indispensable no one's indispensable right okay boys good night sleep well good night good night see you guys good night bye 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 all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.